Welcome back to Class on Grass Podcast, Season 2, Episode 36. Yeah, um, had some tef- technical difficulties yes. there. Um, we got a little bit into the podcast, but something was wrong with the audio, but we got it all fixed, and hopefully this time through, everything is working smoothly, but um, just kind of running through what we said uh, previously, um, the, the Euros are happening right now, and kind of the biggest thing on everyone's mind is is the health and safety of the player on Denmark's national team uh Christian Eriksen if you didn't know he collapsed and had cardiac arrest uh during Denmark's game versus Finland in about the 40th minute his heart i believe stopped beating for about 5 minutes they did chest compressions and then they got the defibrillator out they shocked him and after one shock his heartbeat came back apparently which is somewhat quick compared to other instances when a defibrillator is needed but um you know it's still one of the scariest things i think i've ever watched in a match but i'm glad he's okay now and you know just it, it's one of those things where where football it doesn't always come first yeah yeah definitely and i couldn't even watch i wasn't watching it live um so i just kind of found out from uh a group chat with you a couple other people in it kind of just based on your reactions i was like what is going on like and i I think i was like an hour late after checking my phone but it was just really scary like i didn't know if he was alive still or not just based on like because you guys were reacting at first and then didn't really follow up so i went and checked but i was glad he made it he seems to be doing fine from all reports to be honest and uh he said like he doesn't remember much of the game, but he's still, at least from his comments to the media, he's like still feeling somewhat positive and wants everyone to, you know, focus on the team and not on him. Um, and, you know, I guess I just want him to probably maybe be on the sideline or at least in the stadium to watch the games. I don't know how... Uh, yeah, um, like how long he has to stay in the hospital? I know we talked before, and and obviously none of us are medical professionals yeah. in this room, so it seems like a very scary incident, and it seems like one where you might have to be in the hospital for a while. But like you said, with all the reports coming out, it seems like everything's going pretty well. The only thing that you know, I think the whole world, Christian Eriksen, his family, and the doctors are probably worried about is what caused it um, to help prevent future problems. And at the moment, I don't think that. They know, or at least what they have released to the press is that they don't know. So it's one of those things where you don't really know where it's going to go from here. We're, we're happy that the player is safe. And other than that, all we can do is just hope for hope for the best for him and his family. But I don't, I, I highly doubt we'll ever see him step onto a football pitch again mm-hmm. for a competitive match. Yeah, unless, like, the only scenario I see him playing again as if it really was like a random thing and it's not an underlying like health issue where it could happen again um which is really sad because you know he he was getting up there in age as far as a a footballer's career but still pretty young uh and i think he still had a couple more years playing uh Mm -hmm. especially in a big tournament with denmark uh having that happen is just terrible so yeah um like I said before, just glad that he's okay, and and hopefully this this just improves everyone's um, ability to see that sometimes things are bigger than football. And I think the fans reacted really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
chanting his name, the Finland fans and, and the Danish fans, you know, going Christian Eriksson one after the other. And the Finnish fans giving the medical team the flags to help shield the player as he was being walked off. So, you know, just a couple examples of, of really good community shown uh, in, in that stadium and, and around the world with the support from everyone. So, you know, sometimes things are bigger than football and that's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's how it has to be, you know, certain things come before it. And um, I, I honestly never thought that I would see something like this in my life, but it does happen. There was another player, Mwamba, um, who played for Arsenal in 2012, who had pretty much the exact same thing happen in a televised FA Cup game. Um, he had cardiac arrest and uh, they, they got him back a after using a defibrillator. I don't know how many times, but after using a defibrillator. Um, and he did survive and um, now has a book out called I'm Still Standing. So that's a pretty cool story. And Although it felt like something that, you know, should never and will never happen, um, it does happen and, you know, it, it, it's it's part of life. So at least Christian is okay and hopefully uh, him and his family are, are doing well through this time. But on a, on a lighter note, uh, the Euros have been really, really good other than that throughout uh, the start. You know, not all the groups have finished playing. I think that Group F, is it? Um, one more game. Yeah, Group F have one more game. Um, but all the other groups have finished their first round of games and, and we've seen some really good goals from Arnatovic, right? And also Patrick Schick. Yarmolenko. Or yeah, Yarmolenko. I don't know yeah. why I said Arnatovic. He it scored. Like, he did, scored Did too. he also? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Yarmolenko is the one who scored the very good mm -hmm. one. Um, as well as, uh, Patrick Schick who scored from half field, which was an unbelievable goal. I know we reposted it on Class on Grass Instagram, but, um, just like, I mean, there was a lot of like tweets and Instagram stuff going on around like right after who's the keeper is like Marshall, Dave Marshall. Dave Marshall. Yeah. David Marshall. Yeah. I mean, yes, he was not positioned well, but like at the same time, you know, so modern goalies, modern football, yeah. it's like that. You so know? many goalkeepers are that far out for set pieces anyway. Yeah. Like, Ederson's always that far out. Yeah. Like, and, I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, but. and so, and it was an unbelievable goal. And, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, it, like, you. I, I don't think that football fans can get mad at, at David Marshall yeah. for what he did. You know, they're going to be mad about the goal, but, like, you can't get mad at the keeper. Um, And it's unfortunate because Scotland lost that game, Um, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Two zero. And, and that was the, the first time that they had ever been in a major uh national team. I know they call it finals, but that might get people tripped tournament. up here in America. Um, so, yeah, a national team tournament. Um since like 25 years or something so uh like huge for scottish fans yeah. that they get to be in in the uh in into a national tournament that's and big they, yeah they have a pretty tough group as well to, and then to lose to czech republic which is probably the other team that's yeah. on their level uh somewhat is pretty hard to come back from uh you'd have to see them picking up points from either england and croatia now um but England started with a win for the first time in the Euros ever as well. Yeah, and it's weird because Croatia had never lost an opening Euros game, um, and England had never won. Never won and, one. And, and they both kind of swapped there. Yeah. Um, Raz with... Uh, I mean, I think it was the... the uh, Build up to the goal from Calvin Phillips was better than mm -hmm. the actual goal itself, but it's good to see Raheem Sterling scoring at his first major tournament first, yeah. for England. Um, and... Honestly, I think it's unbelievable to see Calvin Phillips with an absolute man of the match performance. 
yeah, and, like, he was pretty much everywhere, to be honest. Like, he was making runs forward. He was breaking up play as well. Um, for a player, really for Sterling and Phillips, a lot of people were saying, why are they starting? Why yeah. are they in the team? Because they've, well, Phillips had a good season with Leeds. Sterling didn't have a great season, end of the season with Man City. But, um, yeah, they both showed up for the first game and kind of silenced uh, the haters, as they say. Yes, 100%. So. Um, the other thing from that Group D uh, with the Czech Republic is a Minnesota United player was playing for uh, Czech, and that is Jan Gregus, and he got and featured. Slovakia. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. He's Slovakian? Yeah. But yeah, he showed up. He was in the... Yeah, he was on Bleacher Report. He was on in the Poland-Slovakia game. That's what yeah. it was. Because I was watching... It was one of the... Yeah, okay. All jumbled up. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Same flag, pretty yeah. much. It, they, they used to be countries combined. Mm. You can say that. Yes. Um, but yeah, moving over then to Group E, uh, Slovakia, who have a Minnesota United player in Jan Gregus. Um, it Honestly, just good to see... It's... It's weird because, like, it's not. It means that the play isn't quite as good when you have a Minnesota United player out there. But it's it's cool to see when one of your they home won team, though. Yes, one hundred percent. But it's cool to see when one of your home teams uh, has uh, players in major tournaments like that. I remember when Francisco Calvo uh, mm-hmm. played for Costa Rica in the World Cup. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But the other thing is, Jan Gregus got um, featured on. Bleacher Report on the front page mm-hmm. of their Instagram post about the Euros, yeah. which I thought was insane. The only play- it was like him and then Ronaldo and then like yeah. two other people, and I was like, "Wow, that is that is I mean, huge." I think he usually starts for Slovakia. Yeah. Um. He just didn't. He came on as a sub in their win uh, against Poland. So that Group E is pretty even right now because spain and sweden tied really disappointed with spain in a very lopsided five percent possession and like 900 passes to like 200 just ridiculous like i i can't even like it's and sweden should have scored yeah i i saw the the miss um but i just i'm very disappointed spain was my top team that i drew uh for the the euro draw that we're doing and i was expecting big things and (laughs) not delivering the big the big things you know points are important to pick up in that draw but pedri um, looked good Um, Pedri did the Um, barcelona young midfielder who got nominated for um golden boy i think it is oh yeah um but did you see the nominations list no it had like 40 names on it brian brian reynolds was on it really he was on golden boy brian reynolds Balogun, who's also like half mm-hmm. American, um, Gio Reyna and uh, Yunus Musa were the four Americans on that list. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know how you can nominate forty people. I mean, well, isn't like the Ballon d'Or usually pretty big, and then it narrows down? Yes, it is. But it's like those are all good players. Yeah. And it's the Golden Boy. You're 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 scraping the barrel once you get yeah. forty because they're all have to be like what under twenty one. Yeah. So I mean. Just scraping the barrel there, but um, whatever. Uh, the the other two Minnesota United players who are featured in the Euros are playing for Finland. Um, Robin Laud and is it Yuka? Yeah, Yuka mm-hmm. Raitala. I Raitala, think, yeah. I, I think Yuka's his first name. Um, but they're both playing for Finland, and they picked up three points. Yeah. It was it was a controversial win. Yeah, um, I. 
do you think that they should have gone back out literally like an hour and a half after a player had cardiac arrest on the field and they only played apparently because Christian Eriksen talked to Denmark and said to the Denmark team and said go out there and play. Well, I I heard I heard that, but I also heard like uh UEFA was like you either have to forfeit 3-0 or That's messed you up have to play. And yeah, they did say that. Um because of like how scheduled everything is they can't like that's not right yeah that's not right you can't do that a lot of players were complaining about that but so they went out and then finland scored and won the game uh one zero so that that's not okay that that i haven't done enough research on it you know um yeah that's what i heard specific because they're like you either forfeit or you have to like play in an hour or two or something like that finish the game it they weren't obviously they weren't talking about that when i was watching mm-hmm. so that's something that probably came out afterwards um when i was watching it was all ericsson you know called them and said go back out and play yeah. which which was still controversial because the the, the announcers and you know the pundits were all like you, it, a player shouldn't be able to decide whether you go play this is a moment where you need like something comes before football you know you need yeah. to stop this game reschedule it for tomorrow and then you can have everyone in a much better state of mind. There were Denmark players crying in the yeah. warm-ups, like literally crying. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that is right. And then to hear that UEFA says you, you either forfeit or you play, it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Like it's I, I am strongly against that decision. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things where you, it feels like poor leadership from. UEFA there. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um so yeah, they Finland picked up the win and they're in second place in group B. Belgium is in first after they won 3-0 against Russia who had a good World Cup and, you know, relatively good for their yeah. um standard and but Belgium came out Lukaku. Steaming. Yeah. So Lukaku with two. Belgium I feel like always looked good <clears throat> at the start. Eden Hazard did get to play. I heard he played well. So, this... I I was talking to a few people about this. This is controversial. He was looking like Eden Hazard has looked in the past, but he wasn't productive with it. So, he was really good at running around people in a circle and, (laughs) and being really flashy. Yeah. But he wasn't very productive. And, you know, like... Yes, they were 3-0 up. So you don't need to go to goal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not necessary. But at the same time, like, it, it, I, it's not an effective... It's not effective if you're just, like, moving around in circles, dribbling past people and not advancing your team in any way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He looked like he was... He looked like he was Eden Hazard again. But he didn't, in that spell of play look to be affected didn't make many chances yeah yes okay so i'll be interested to see how he does you know if he if he even like starts or if he you know probably subs in again Mm -hmm. later on he did look unfit like he he didn't look like he'd played in a while um which is typical of eden hazard if you know he's been injured which he gets injured a lot um but you know that's just there's nothing you can do about that and um but yeah i mean i'll be interested to see how he does and that belgium team doesn't even need him yeah to like, be honest de bruyne didn't even play yeah de bruyne didn't play and they had i mean lukaku can send that team to glory yeah 
I think it's more about their defense, um, who are getting pretty old. Yeah, with at yeah, this point. with Jan Vertonghen, Toby Alderweireld, um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think Denayer started, which is like not. One he's of, younger. Right? He's he's younger, but he's not as but he's not as experienced or highly rated as the other lads in the back but yeah. i mean it you do have to eventually pass it on to a younger generation even if they're not quite as good or experienced or getting as much praise but you know i mean that that belgium team has a good shot at winning it i'm not sure if they will or not i can't say confidently i think france have a much better chance and we will see france play later today mm -hmm. um we are doing this right before the france germany game so yeah i mean i think that's gonna you, i think the group what, what is it group uh f, Group f yeah. i think the winner of that has a very good chance of winning it all you know i mean you have it, it's one of the weirdest things you have the three winners of the last three major <laughs> tournaments yeah. in one group i don't think that should even be allowed yeah <laughs> portugal who won the euros in 2016 france who won the world cup in 2018 and germany who won the world cup in 2014 and then hungary who are going to not make it out no like it's like, not there's no like chance even from the start it just doesn't make sense why they're all in the same group yeah i mean it's all from the draw and it's crazy how they all ended up in the same group so here's so i i don't know it's weird that i know all of this about futsal but my coach is the my like actual team coach is the u.s national futsal coach so they have the like futsal world cup coming up in like i don't know i think it's in like ireland or something i'm not really sure mm -hmm. um in a little bit um and uh they do the draw like they separate teams based on their previous records of the last world cup and the friendlies and they separate them into uh four pots and each group gets one team from each pot mm -hmm. group f would not happen no, if, if yeah. you did it like that yeah so i'm like uh, do you think that it like group stages should be drawn like that um yeah because it, i think just more random is just kind of how it's always been to be honest because uh so you, you're, you're random you're for random here's yeah. here's the only positive of going random you will get groups like group f where some big teams go home early which is like honestly it's something that makes it more dramatic throughout mm -hmm. throughout the group stages. But then you'll also get groups. I mean, like you can look at C. Group C with yeah. Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. You know, Netherlands are going to go through probably. Mm -hmm. But Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia, I'm not sure which one of those three will go through. And on top of that, there are third-place teams that go through throughout the tournament. Yeah. So, like, you will get teams that maybe shouldn't go through if you did that system of drawing from a pot mm. that are able to go through and make a run just because of the group that they were in. And, you know, then they can get some momentum going. Maybe they can knock out a big team in the knockout stage. So, I don't know. It maybe makes for... It maybe, maybe it makes it less fair, but more entertaining. Yeah, I, I agree. I think just that imbalance, like you said, of some big teams going home, some smaller teams going through. Because I feel like there's always big teams middle team small teams in every group yeah it's less likely a smaller team will make it through than um when there's always a big team in that group so yeah do you think it's weird that turkey as a dark horse like they were i i kid you not every time i looked at instagram about the euros it was like turkey is, yeah turkey is the dark horse and they got like 
absolutely obliterated by Italy, who yeah. look really, really good. They do, right now. yeah. Like Immobile, dude, the announcers were going off on him, like how he's not good and all this. And then he scored and he got an assist. So I was like, I don't know if you guys can talk anymore. And on top of that, like the whole game, they were like, Italy are so good, they just need number nine. They need number nine. Mm -hmm. And then, like, in between those sentences, they would go, Immobile has scored, like, 123 goals for a club in the last four years. Okay, they don't need number nine, then. Yeah. They need to get Immobile firing. Yeah. Because he could be their number nine easily. Like, yeah. I, and if, if Immobile can do well, Insigne can find his shooting form, which he obviously did towards the end of that first game, um, and then you're going to get players like Barella who are going to come up and score some goals. You're going to get players like Chiesa who might sub in or maybe start even later in the tournament mm -hmm. who might get some goals. Um, Balotti's a good sub for striker. Like, I think that they have a really good chance of going through and their defense is incredible. Old, but incredible. Chiellini, yeah. you have um, Bonucci, and then I don't remember who else that they started, but there are like... Donnarumma. It, well, Donnarumma in the back, obviously. Yeah. But there are like so many Italian center backs mm -hmm. and outside backs that are just really good. Yeah. I, they're... Like, the past 10 years or something, they've always kind of been building. Like, they've yeah. had some older players, but they've never really performed. Um, I mean, they didn't they make it to the last World that. Cup. Yeah, exactly. So, But now, at least in that game, we'll see how they play in the two other ones. It seems like the younger players are performing as well as the more experienced players, mm -hmm. both at the back end with, like, Insigne and other players. So that's probably the most exciting team for me. Um, that i don't know how they'll play like obviously france belgium england we are we all know like they're good they'll make it somewhat far yeah it, italy could like <laughs> italy could like not make it out of the group stage or make it to the semifinals or something yeah a hundred percent and and like i don't know it it seems like that this is their time you know they've been building yeah. up to this like you said um italy's manager is i mancini i yeah it's mancini i think and he signed a contract till 2026 which for italy which makes him <laughs> oh. the coach of italy not until the next world cup but until the world cup after that mm -hmm. so he has time you know yeah. and the other That's thing smart that, though for international coach but uh, yeah and, and and he's building a system he's building a yeah. philosophy in that team it's not just how can we win now it's how can we build this team mm -hmm. for the future um so I think that's huge that they'll have him for a while and he's not a bad coach. Mm -hmm. um, and also I think, you know, them not making the 2018 World Cup almost gave them a little bit of time to to work kind of in silence and just build their team and build their philosophy and just and keep going, which is why I think, you know, they, they're they not a dark horse because they're not bad. They're like, you know, the best team in their group and mm -hmm. they, they're maybe top seven or eight teams in the whole thing, maybe even higher than that after we saw that first performance. But they're a team that no one was really talking about until now. And we'll, I think they will continue to talk about them. So I look forward to seeing what they can do, as well as Turkey, who didn't perform well in the first game, yeah. like we said. But you know Barack Yilmaz, right? Mm -hmm. He... um. He was nominated for Player of the Season in League uh, with Neymar and Mbappe, which is kind of like a accomplishment in and of itself. Well, Leo won, yeah. To get nominated with those two players, um, he obviously scored a bunch, did well for Lille, um, and I'd love to see how he can do in this Euros because this is probably going to be. I mean, unless Turkey makes the World Cup, considering that's just next year, but this yeah. might be his last tournament because he's 34, I think. Yeah. So, 
I honestly want that guy to do so well, and I love him. He seems like a hard worker, so that that's like one team that I think I want to do well as well. Um, other than that, I I don't think there's much else to cover throughout. I I, I mean, we talked about Group B with Belgium, Finland, Denmark, Russia, and mm-hmm. I I mean, just touching on that Russia team, I think I, I hope that they can find some form again because you know it's always those teams that that defend and sit back <laughs> and then just spring forward and give you a counterattack where you know you'll you'll be able to like there's there's a chance that they can make a run and then you know that one team that makes a run in the euros everyone's gonna be yeah. backing literally everyone's gonna well be backing. i mean we saw that we've seen Cup. that pretty much every day in this tournament like the turkey italy game obviously it ended 3-0 yep. but turkey defended really deep for a long time they had their chances I didn't watch the Russia game, but I'm sure that's kind of how they played. Same thing. Well, actually, Russia had spells where they went up. The problem was when they did that, they were open at the back. Mm-hmm. So I think they would have been even better if they had like done 2018 World Cup Russia and just sat back and yeah. did. And Ukraine, Netherlands, that was such a good game but on in the scoreline. But in the game, Ukraine didn't do anything until they scored those two goals and yeah. then obviously lost. But like they kind of came to life, and that was really exciting. Uh, and then I think the Slovakia Poland game was pretty even both, both more defensive teams, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And then Hungary, Portugal, Portugal only scored in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. No, three zero, but we're seeing, we're seeing a trend. And I think that's why it's going to be important to see what happens in this game that happens in the next five minutes. So we are going to wrap up soon, Yeah. but, um, the, the France Germany game, I'm interested to see how it goes when you have two powerhouses colliding, but I mean, yeah, it's it's the Euros, and it's that's what it, that's what it's going to bring out. And I think right now, you know, we're going to be back next week for another podcast. But right now, there's not much to say other than the Euros are happening and they're underway, and it's really fun and it's mm-hmm. really good. And I think everyone's happy right now, yeah, just because of the the like joy and you know all that stuff that the Euros brings out. But I think the real tension is going to start happening late group stage, and then obviously the knockout stage. Who's going to go through? Who's going to get knocked out? Mm-hmm. That's when we're going to see. Players and teams rise up, I think, yeah. more. But yeah, other than that, a few transfers just to go over. Memphis Depay is off to Barca, pretty much confirmed. Um, yeah. Not like 100%, but pretty much confirmed. Uh, so good for him. Been at Lyon for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then Genie, his transfer was hijacked by PSG. He was off to Barca as well. Um, it, I mean, of... it, was, it was clear as day that he was going to Barca. Yeah. And then somehow PSG decided to offer him double what Barca was offering him in contract and wages. So now he's off to PSG. Coleman was kind of trying to make a Dutch team for in Barcelona because mm-hmm. he's had De Jong, yeah. <laughs> Wijnaldum, and Memphis, but obviously Wijnaldum didn't end up going. But yeah. uh, you could see what he's trying to do there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. It's it's all about money these days. Yeah. It is all about money. Unfortunately, I don't think Genie needs more money, but he wants no. it probably. So... I mean, he's going to be joined by the Italian goalkeeper Gianluigi Donnarumma. I think it's, is it Gianluigi as well? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that they both have the same yeah. name, Buffon and Donnarumma. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Donnarumma will be heading to PSG as well. Uh, he has been destined to leave AC Milan for a while. Started there when he was 16, and now he's only 22, but he's felt 22 forever. So yeah. basically just leaving after his first year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Our but, other players' usual, usual first year. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, that pretty much wraps up podcasts for this week and technically last week because we took a little break. But um, we'll be back next week discussing more Euros action as the group stages conclude. Um, And until then, hopefully you all have a great week. You're able to watch the Euros games because the Euros games are phenomenal um, and that no one else gets injured or anything close to that. But yeah, until then, have a great week and peace.